And welcome to We Hate Anime Presents Die Hard, a Fist of Film Reel Christmas Special, which we're unfortunately showing for this week's episode because of a schedule mishap. Anime of the Year has been slightly delayed to the next episode because I wanted it to be big with some returning guests, and uh, it just kind of ended up not working out as well as I wanted it to. So in the meantime, I have the Christmas episode of Fists of Film Reel to show you all, and I hope you'll join us in the next episode, where we actually duke it out in the marketplace of ideas to determine what the best anime is of 2020, a shit year with some good shows. Anyway, hope you enjoy! Welcome to Fists of Film Reel, where we're damn good cops who don't play by the rules, but we get the job done. Uh, I'm here with Frog King, as usual. I'm a damn good cop who doesn't play by the rules, but you goddamn know it that I get the job done. <laughs> and, uh, of course, I'm still Nicole. Uh, Mike and Enzo are both missing from this episode, because Mike is uh, not feeling very well and had to had to take a little break, which, you know, happens happens to the best of us. It's important to take breaks. And Enzo... Uh, was going to be on this episode, but his 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 internet just fucking died while we were trying to record. So that's so secretly here. You guys just don't know that. Yeah, yeah, he's still listening to the recording, and I believe watching Frog's uh live stream of the game he plays while recording. Here's I'm, here's some inside listen. baseball for y'all. If you have ADHD, you'll get it. Okay, it's I I, you know, I it's, have trouble focusing on a conversation unless I'm really invested in it, and it's just a yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 it's, it's fine. It, you know, it, it it hasn't harmed recording exactly. in any of the previous like almost ten episodes. Exactly. So like, why would it you be a problem it. now? I, yeah. For the last like for like ninety percent of we hate anime and all of um. <laughs> all of this show I've done I've played video games <laughs> so what you, that joke I made about playing uh, Risk of Rain 2 like an episode a couple episodes ago I, I said whilst playing Risk of Rain 2 <laughs> yeah so. so this week we watched Die Hard which is widely known as one of the great classic action films widely known as uh, one of the movies that exists indeed it is I made that joke and, for uh, the second time <laughs> Yes, and and you and you kept the same energy both times, probably because it's a low energy bad joke. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a good movie. Uh, I like it a lot. I recommend watching it before listening to us spoil it because it's it's good. Um, it is pretty pro cop, like not like pro the institution of policing per se, but it is pro like. Well, okay, it's pro like having an institution of policing. It's not pro the current institution of policing, but the way that it like, constructs that criticism is basically like, oh, the higher-ups, they don't, they just won't let the cops get the job done, there's too much red tape, etc., etc., yeah, which yeah, is yeah, yeah. lame. You know, it's, it's like the Dirty Harry thing. That's that's a lot of movies starring police officers, you it's know? It's fine. It's a movie. Yeah, no, it's just, I don't care. It's just, you know, it's not like, it doesn't really hurt the film, it's something that you can, like, easily just, like, suspend your disbelief and say, fine, whatever, I, I guess John McClane is just that good of a cop or whatever. He really is, But, though, you know. To be fair. <laughs> Yeah, but it, it is it is something that like you know it it can be a little bit tasteful distasteful to certain like modern tastes uh, in some ways. But I, I think that if you can if you can get past that, it's it's definitely worth it because it's a very good movie regardless. Hundred yep. percent. I think it's yeah. 
It's actually one of my favorite movies. Uh, it's, it's really, really good. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just very fucking solid. There's like, I don't know, there's like a... It's not quite as action-packed as a lot of the other movies you talked about on the show before, but like at the same time, it's 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 got a really a really fun energy to it that I don't know, that a lot of movies just can't kind of capture that I don't find. Mm-hmm. There's a really good buddy-buddy energy to like communications between like our main character and like a sidekick and... Yeah, like, no, it just has, like, it just has, like, um, it has this feel to it that it's just, like, this is, like, this movie's kind of the platonic ideal of a Western action film, you know? Yeah, I think I'd say so. Yeah. Because it's, like, because, you know, Westerns, Westerners know they can't do action as well as, like, <laughs> uh, you know, anywhere, <laughs> anywhere else, basically, so they supplement it with other stuff. <laughs> right, yeah, they, they've got, like, this movie has so many different, like, character arcs going on, like, throughout the entire oh, thing. It's yeah. nuts. Yeah, no, it's really good. So yeah, go watch this before we spoil it right now. <laughs> right now. Right now. Yeah, Here comes the spoilers. In the, like, right now. So spoiler number one. This movie starts on an airplane. <laughs> That's true. This movie does start on an airplane. You've been spoiled. Yes, yeah. John McClane is on an airplane. There are no snakes LA. on this airplane. No, not even one. Well, probably. Anyway, I mean, we, it's, a, it's unclear. We don't see the whole plane. Maybe there's a snake somewhere and we're just not privy to it, you know? You know, it's very possible there's a snake on this airplane. Very possible, but, but we don't on that motherfucking plane. Yeah, but we don't know about it. What we do know about is that there's like a weird guy sitting next to John McClane and like telling him like, "Hey, make a fist with your toes," and then that's 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 it. He just he says that. That's that's his entire line. I don't think that has any significance to the rest of the movie, unless like someone had like this weird symbolic thought when like writing the script. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> um, there, there is a moment later on when, like, John, like, is, is, like, remarking on it to himself and kind of chuckling about it. Um, but no, it's, it's not really relevant. <laughs> it's just like a, it's just like a weird little interesting, like, intro, you know? Yeah, I guess. Now, the, the, the guy does actually say more than just make fists with each other. Like, he's saying that it's something about, like, how to, like, not get sick coming down from a plane ride or something like that, but it's... I'm. I don't get it. I don't. Maybe it like... implies that John is not used to uh, planes. Yeah, I, I don't, guess. I, just, I, I don't know. I, I don't like, like. I don't. I don't. I mean, I get like the the function it serves in the story, which is just to be like this like funny little opening. But like, I don't. I don't get like what the guy is trying to like convey. Like, I don't. In universe, I don't know what this guy is trying to communicate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but regardless, uh, John is friendly enough with him, and he gets off the plane and. Uh, and uh, it's it, he's in the fucking airport, and, and somebody notices that he's got a gun, and he's like, oh, don't worry. Oh, no, it's before he gets off the plane. It's while he's, like, grabbing his luggage. The the guy that he was talking to sees that he's got, like, a gun tucked into his uh, jacket in, like, a little horse, holster there. And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. I'm a cop. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. once again, that's... that's this 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 movie is before uh, criticisms of police started hitting like the mainstream left leaning audience. You know, this is they, they, they were, that was still like a pretty radical idea back in 1988. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know, cop is coded as good guy as far as this film is concerned. Well, to be fair, there are about a, a lot of cops who like are portrayed as like being dumb idiots. So sure, yeah, um, but it's like that's not so much tied to the fact that they're cops as the fact yeah. that they're like bureaucrats, you know yeah it's it's the fact that they have like they're they're desk job guys, which the film does not respect, yeah, yeah, but anyway, uh after that the we guys who to... shoot people no those guys are real heroes, exactly, those are the heroes, that is how you be a hero, you shoot people, yeah, <laughs> which you know I mean this is an action movie, so so you know <laughs> kind of is true, I guess considering it's an action movie. Right, like, and just like, like that, that concept is like, 
you know, you that can be the theme of an action movie without it necessarily being like a commentary on real life because we understand that action movies kind of want to be entertaining through the use of violence. <laughs> what? Yeah, crazy, right? No, you're you're being dumb. Sorry. You're right. I am. Anyway. After that, we go to the tower in which most of this movie will take place, because this is actually the prequel to The Raid. <laughs> and in this tower, you hear, uh, well, you find out that, uh, that's where his wife is. That's where John McClane's wife is working. Uh, and you also find out that that is where his wife is having troubles with him. Because, God like, you, yeah, you, you see her, she's, like, talking with this, like, dickhead named Ellis, who also works at the place. Man, fuck that guy. Like, like, man, fuck Ellis. We'll, we'll get more into, into fuck Ellis later, but man, fuck Ellis. Ellis is a really... I love to hate him. He's just a... Yeah, yeah no, he's... Like, he's, a, he's, a, he's an excellent character. Fuck I him. him. I love him. Hate him. He sucks. Great. Yeah. Love him. But yeah, but yeah so, so, so we see... Yeah, we see some conversation between her and Ellis. Ellis is clearly trying to get it in. Like, he really wants oh, yeah. to get it in. Like, the most. He's, yeah. And, uh, fucking... But, you know, she's not, she's not really having it, and we see in her office she's got a picture of herself with John and their two kids, but we also know that, like, even though they're family, she's, she's having, she's, she's not too happy with them, cause, cause she turns and, like, sees the picture there and, and, like, flips it down, so it's face down on the table, it's no longer visible. What could this mean? Yeah. Could they be having trouble? A man and a woman? Fucking wild, right? Married? No. Yeah. So we cut back to the airport where John is being picked up by his limo driver, who's a uh, a black youth by love, the name I of Argyle. Him. I love him. so Argyle much. is so good. <laughs> like Argyle is fucking great. And like right, right, right off the bat, like he's establishing himself with a lot of personality. Like uh, I mean, even right away, like John, uh, John does not like get in the back of the limo. He sits up front with Argyle, and Argyle is just like making conversation with him about like, oh yeah, we got all kinds of stuff in here. We got a CD player, we got a CB radio. There's even a little TV. Like this stuff, this stuff's crazy, man. Like we're we're, we're fucking we're fucking rolling in it here. Look at this fucking limo, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's and and you know he's. He he's like he's getting like really personal with John too, and he explains how like oh yeah I'm I'm this is my first time driving a limo. I'm usually a cab driver where you're expected to make some conversation, but like the the, the directions that that conversation goes are like kind of weird, because he asks like if John has a family and whatnot, and John's like yeah you know I'm fucking good got a got a got a wife, and he's like oh are you divorced? <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> he goes really right for personal shit right like right away like yeah wow, yeah but cool. But yeah, uh, don't worry about it, because Argyle's based. Pretty based. Yeah. Yeah, the only person in the backseat during this scene is the teddy bear that John uh, brought. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, which is huge, and is just sitting there in the backseat. So so Argyle goes and, and drops him off, and, and, Argyle, and Argyle establishes himself as a cool dude by being like, Hey man, listen... Let me know if you get it in, and if so, I'll fucking drop your stuff <laughs> off at the at the front desk. If not, I'll pick you up and take you to a, to a hotel instead. That's exactly how he puts it. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's like our guy is a cool guy. He's he's here for my man, you know. Yeah. And and he goes and he parks in the in the parking structure to to wait to hear back from John, uh, and just chills in the back seat with the bear. The bear. Uh, and, yeah, and and that's that's where Argyle is for most of the film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so so John goes inside and he sees like, oh wow, there's like, 
There, there's like a a fucking crazy ass like touchscreen interface here. Uh, let me let me find my wife on it. M for McLean. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's not under M for McLean. My name M. Yeah, yeah. Uh, G for what? What? What's her last name? It's like it's it sounds like vaguely Hispanic, right? Uh, I think it's like Gennaro. I think it was. Yeah, Gennaro. As if, as if it was like it generic last name. <laughs> I mean it. It's not really that generic though, because it definitely has like a like a Hispanic sound. No, it, I know, but like Gennaro as in generic. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I get that, but like it, it it actually isn't though. Pacino. Anyway, what? Pacino. That's what it is. It, yeah, her Pacino. her last name is Pacino. She's 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 Liz Pacino. Yes. So so he goes and and he hits P for Pacino, and then <laughs> he finds <of> her. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so so he goes and he and, and he finds her under a name other than his. He's like, oh, oh that that bitch. Oh, I'm gonna fuck her. So he goes upstairs uh, where there's the parties going on, and he, and he meets up with her boss, who who shows him into uh, Ellis's office, where where they just walk in on Ellis doing a line of coke. <laughs> yeah, Ellis is just, like, <laughs> he's enjoying it too. He's like, but, but yeah, he's, yeah, he kind of feels like he, he got caught with his pants down, I guess. Yeah, basically, like, because he, he, he kind of, like, tries to hide it a bit, and he's, but it's, like, it's completely unhideable. Like, it's obvious what's going on, but he, like, tries to stand up, and he's like, oh, I was just looking over reports. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, like, dude, you know. I, it, I, like, we, when you walked in, when we walked in, like, you had your, your thumb covering one nostril as you were, like, sucking in air through the other, yeah. like, <laughs> bent over your desk. <laughs> Uh, he, also, like, a cool thing that you pointed out, I think either you or Mike, is just, like, he was sniffing the entirety of during that scene after he got caught. Yeah, yeah, Mike Like, he that just out. couldn't yeah, stop, like, like uh... <laughs> which is very, very, very accurate, uh, from, from, like, from what I've seen of people doing, doing coke, which I've not done myself, but, uh, but yeah, when people do that, they, they do be sniffing, they do be sniffing. Nicole just says that not to get in trouble. Look, I'll be I'll be upfront about what illegal substances I have partaken of. Uh, there is one. It is the marijuana, but not any other. That's it's not it. Illegal. It is here. That's fucked up. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, they, they walk in on Ellis doing coke to to establish that Ellis is like he's that kind of an '80s businessman, you know? Yeah, <laughs> he's the kind who does coke. <laughs> Well, you know, he's like a high-powered businessman who's very, you know, set on his own like, on his own like movement upward, and he just wants to fucking get as much out of it as he can, which means doing coke, obviously, because coke is something he can get out of it. So a libertarian. <laughs> yeah, he's you know he's he's kind of a RoboCop character. Have you ever seen RoboCop? Uh, like half of it, like when I was like six. <laughs> we'll have, we'll have to watch that on here sometime because that show that movie's really good. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah. So he so he can he walk. Jeez, uh, fucking. Let me let me try that again. Fucking walks in on 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 Ellis doing coke and 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 Ellis is like, oh, I'll fucking show you up to the show you up to your your wife's office as soon as I am able to breathe again through this thin fil- filter of of dust on my nose. <laughs> <laughs> this peculiar. What's going? On? I don't. I didn't ask for this. Exactly. <laughs> Who would have thought that there would be weird stuff in my nose if I snorted something weird? Yeah, I don't know. It's just like there was sugar on the table. I didn't want it to go to waste. <laughs> so he goes upstairs. He goes to his wife's office, and and they're like kind of trying to like be nice to each other. But then he kind of is like, "Yeah, but what about your fucking name change, bitch? What the fuck that about that? Yeah, huh, cunt? <laughs> like, well, yeah. what the hell? Fucking mean word." <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, he word, calls. Probably, I forget what, what he said prob- specifically. He was. It was not very nice. They it were was, getting along he, by he, the end of it. 
Yeah, he didn't like swear at her, I don't think, but he was definitely like he was definitely like acting kind of cunty about the name thing. Oh, for like sure. he was he was being a bit of a he was being a fucking bit of a high school girl about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh and and she's like, "Oh, I fucking uh this is a Japanese company. If if they hear that I'm like married, they assume that I'm like on my way out of the business, which is <laughs> n- not inaccurate to like Japan's work culture and their views on gen- like that that's a that's a totally believable explanation. <laughs> Uh, go watch a Gretzko. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, so... But, you know, it is at this point that the plot of the film arrives. We are done with the setup now. And we found then, it, guys. Yeah. We did it. I mean, like, I think that the setup in this movie is, like, solid, and I think that it does what it does well, but, like, it is a little bit slow. I think that that slowness works for it because it, like, really allows the movie to ramp up as it goes on, but it's definitely, like, this this moment, this next moment here is, like, when shit starts happening because... A couple guys, like, roll up to the front of the building, and they come in, and one is, like, making conversation with the other, uh, and the one who is not talking just pulls out a gun and just caps the guy right there while the other guy just continues speaking, and then they, like, <laughs> get in and, and, and start fucking around with the computer back there. I quite enjoy and, that little part, actually. It's like... Yeah, I know. It's a good touch. Because, yeah. like, the, <laughs> the guy's seamless is, like... You can kind of tell, like, they know what they're doing, but at the same time, mm-hmm. it's also a case of, like, uh... I don't know, like, uh, it's like they're the professional, but also, like, they, 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 they're having fun with it, too. They, they, yeah, they, they're clearly good at what they're doing, but they're not, like, being super professional about it. Yeah, I guess that's a good way to put it. Like, professionalism's not really their thing, but it's also, like, they're still professionals. <laughs> right. But yeah, so they, they get in behind the counter, they start fucking around with the computer system, uh, because of course they do. Uh, they, they deactivate the elevators, like, outside of a certain range, and they start locking down all sorts of windows, they lock down the parking garage, and they take the receptionist's clothing and replace him with one of themselves. Uh, which is going to be very relevant later. Mm. Uh, so, so they start moving forward, and there's a, there's a, there's a guard there, and they, like, see him around the corner, so... They take out, like, a little hockey puck-looking thing, and they, like, throw it around the corner, and it explodes with, like, a big old flash. Like, it's, it's like, a little... It's not exactly a flashbang, but it serves a similar function. Right. Uh, and, and they use that as, like, you know, to, to, to stun him so that they can quickly pop him off. Uh, these guys clearly have no fucking qualms whatsoever about just, just murdering a guy for being in the wrong spot. And, yeah, they, they shut down all the elevators and shit. Uh, one guy goes back into, like, the, the maintenance area and starts, like, cutting, uh, cutting cords in, when it comes to, like, um, right, what it is, uh, and this is something that, like, I kind of had to figure out by watching what happens later in the film, is that, like, they're cutting all of, like, the lines for, um, for, like, communications and whatnot, um, but before that, he has to, like, isolate certain lines that are relevant to the computer system and the vault that they're trying to get into and like give them like little separate hookups so that they aren't so that they can still do that yeah Um, this guy's like trying to like maybe just like kind of cut the right the right stuff i guess well what he's trying to do is um he's got to like cut the lines in a specific way and then like uh and like reconnect them in a a specific other way yeah yeah i guess but then this other fucking guy (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this other guy, like, just comes in and is like, alright, time's up, chainsaw through the entire fucking, like, pipes that the wires are running through. <laughs> uh, and, and the, the guy who's working on the wires, like, just barely gets through it in time before, before it all gets fucked up. And he, like, yells at the guy, like, wait, no, no, stop, I'm not done yet. And the guy's just like, nope, yeah, you're done, time, time to go. <laughs> kind of a dumb thing to do, to be honest. 
Yeah, well, that's kind of a sad because this is the the guy who's like he's the long haired German guy, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's he's kind of a fucking meathead, you know. Yeah, like that's that's kind of his thing. No, him. Yeah, but anyway, uh, so yeah, they the uh, it's at this point that Alan Rickman arrives in one of his <laughs> yeah. earlier roles. Yeah, I didn't actually notice it was Alan Rickman. I've seen this movie before, but I was pretty young, so I didn't recognize it as being Alan Rickman, which is kind of cool. Yeah, he's 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 way younger and actually like pretty hot in this movie. He's really good in this movie too. Yeah, I no, he's like great. The way he uh, portrays the character. Yeah, so uh, so he comes in, he comes into the to the to the like the Christmas party and shit, and just fucking takes command. Is you know pull yanking people out of their fucking hotel rooms, out of their offices, pulling them into like the main room where they've got guns and shit trained on them. Uh, fucking like walks right in on on a on a couple of people who are who are getting ready to fuck. This is the point at which the booba enters the movie. Yo, there is booba. There's a booba for a split yeah. second here where a lady's booba is out. And it actually it establishes that these people are fucking uh, earlier in the film because the same two people like stumble into uh, stumble into John's wife's room and are like, oh yeah. wait, wrong room. <laughs> and like you like like you you see them come in and the way that they're acting and you know oh these people are like right about to fuck. Chekhov's fuck. Exactly, because a couple of scenes later, hey, they're fucking, and they get interrupted, and 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 her shirt is like fully off, and yeah, she's yeah, just dragged out, and they don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So if you're in a relationship, uh, don't watch this movie. You guys are going to cheat on her. <laughs> yeah, that's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> so John hears all this commotion going down, and he takes the opportunity to uh, escape to an upper floor where there's like construction going on, and he's like. It's neat because he's like working his way upward and he's like making note of what is going of like what is on each floor that he passes. Like he he's like all right, thirty one construction, thirty two computers. Like mm-hmm. he's 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 taking stock of the situation because this is something that will come up several times over the course of this movie. John is not the toughest guy, but he is pretty clever. He's he's smart. He knows how to handle a situation. Yeah. Like he he doesn't just like brute force his way through everything. He. He, you know, he takes in information about his surroundings quickly and, like, determines what the best best course of action is very intelligently, which is a very cool way to write your action movie hero, I think. Yeah. I think he's, like... Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, I guess, like... Like I, like I said, that's kind of what makes this movie more special, is that, like, more the application to the fight scenes and not so much how they're just, like, raw, like, like choreographed or, like, how tough John is. Yeah, yeah. Despite him being very tough, he's not, like, Right, because... Because none of the people in this movie are like martial artists or anything, so no. Actually, so they can't like, like do. Because there's like there's yeah, a couple. They, there's like this, this, the hand to hand scenes are very scarce, but when they do happen, they're very very like just. Uh, I guess radical, ra- radical. They're, they're they're very like. They're they're, they're really rough. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just they're kind rough. of punching each a, other really hard as they, hard they as they, they have, can. Yeah, they have a really grounded feeling to them, where it's like neither of these guys is like a professional punch man. Yeah, no, they don't know how to do punches that well. Yeah, yeah. So, so instead of being able to just like go fucking ham on the choreography, this movie is like, okay, we just need interesting concepts for like how people get the upper hand on each other in this film by by trickery. Yes. You know, there's a decent amount of trickery. Yeah, and it's it's great. It's a it's a it makes for an excellent movie watching experience as you watch what's going on. And you go, oh, I see what he did. I see what he did. I yeah, did he's gonna fucking get him. Afoot. Yeah, like it's it's great. It's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it, fucking every action scene has that moment uh from uh Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where uh fucking Leonardo DiCaprio points at the screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know the one. You know the one. <laughs> you know the one where he does the stuff. 
Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, they go up to the top floor, Hans and his and his guys do. Uh, they they take Nakatomi, the fucking like boss guy up there. Or wait, is that Nakatomi, or is it ju- or is Nakatomi like the name of like the owner of the company, and this is like a different guy? I couldn't tell you the the names. I'm not good with names. That's fair. Never been my thing, uh, especially not with like yeah. more movies. I've only seen like a couple times. Right, right. Well, anyway, the, there's a the the guy who's in charge in this tower is a, is a Japanese guy because this is a Japanese company. He is not in control of the entire company, but he's in control of this tower. Um, so they take him upstairs, and they threaten him and say like, "Oh, give us the fucking key to your goddamn computer." And he's like, "You can't get anything useful on here. Like, even if you even if you do get into the system and like find out information about the company that you could use for like blackmail or something, they'll just change it when they get up into Tokyo. Like, it's nothing's gonna happen." Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and Hans is like, well, we're not trying to do that. We're just trying to get into your fucking vault here. All we want to steal is like six hundred forty million dollars worth of uh, what were they? They were like savings like bonds or something like or that. Something. Like yeah, they're like some kind of bond that like guarantees like yeah. some kind of money if uh, eventually I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, they're stealing like six hundred forty million dollars, which, as he says to the to the guy, is like a couple days operating expenses for a company this big. Like it the 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 way that they're carrying out this hit is in a way where it's like it's a it's a large amount of money for them, small amount of money for the company, but because it's such a large amount of money for them, like they would still very easily get caught if they didn't have some some trickery to get away with it. Right. Uh which is what Hans has because throughout the film whenever like he interacts with the public, Hans pretends to be a terrorist. He pretends like he's got like an ideal that he's fighting for here, which is not the case at all. He just wants money. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like he just he just wants to get a big amount of money and wants to not be hassled for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh so yeah, Hans is like trying to fucking get this guy to to give him the code, and the guy's refusing. Hans counts to three and he actually fucking shoots the guy like he promised yeah. he would. Like that was not that was not an empty threat. He fucking splatters the guy across a glass door. It's kind of a cool moment actually, I find where like It's 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 a, it's a neat shot that like just cuz like this guy's brains all over the door. Yeah, it's also like this is kind of before movies knew what blood looked like. <laughs> right. <laughs> or yeah. Or is this just like strawberry like lemonade like <laughs> Yeah, I mean that that was just kind of, cuz that's like what you could kind of cuz um I believe at this point in time Basically, almost all movie blood was made out of, like, corn syrup and food coloring. Yeah, instead of, like, actually kind of being mostly black with hints of red in it. Like, Right. Yeah, so and it, it... I mean, I, I... Personally, I like I like this look better than, like, realistic blood, because it's, like... It, 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 it looks, like... It looks satisfying, right? It's got, like, a visceral feel to it. Right, yeah. Like, a realistic blood is, you know, less, uh... Less aesthetically pleasing than this, I find. I guess. I don't know. I kind of like the idea. I kind of like the darkness of, like, regular blood. It, it, it kind of mm. has this weird, like, visceral feeling to it, I guess. Yeah. That I find intriguing. Yeah, no, I just I, I just kind of associate this uh, this type with, like, with, like, these sorts of, like, really gratuitous 80s action films. And I, I just, it, it's definitely, like, a particular aesthetic, you know? Sure. Yeah. But anyway, uh... John is actually in the room for this. Like, he's not in, like, the exact same room that they're in, but he's in, like, the wider office area, and he sees... He's on the other side of the glass door that the brains get splattered on. Yeah. And sees that happen. <laughs> he sees that happen pretty... Pretty, uh... Yeah, he does that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and he's like... 
and he's like really hoping that that Argyle will have like noticed that shit was going down and have, have like called somebody. And Argyle ain't seen shit because Argyle is sitting in the car with the fucking lights flashing, listening to music. He's having a grand old time with that fucking teddy bear. He really is. He's having <laughs> yeah, a good time. no. Ar- Argyle's I, I, fucking I bopping. He's vibing. <laughs> Argyle's such a cool guy. Yeah, he's kind of like the coolest guy I ever made. Yeah, so John does manage to uh to get something going to to get somebody called towards him. He finds uh he finds a fire alarm and uh or isn't it like he sets off a smoke detector specifically? Right, right. I think so. I don't remember exactly how it was. I remember he like I, looks at the sprinklers at some point. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, like, he looks up at the sprinkler and you're like, oh, he's gonna fucking set off the alarm. Yeah. Um, which he does, but, um, but they, the, the terrorists quickly, the terrorists with quotes around them, uh, quickly figure out what's going on and, and cancel the alarm. And, like, he, he sees, like, the fire truck coming in and he's like, yeah, hell yeah. And then the fire truck, like, stops and turns around and leaves. And he's like, <laughs> oh, fuck, no. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Uh, and he knows that they will have known where that alarm came from and will be sending a guy up. So he far he starts fucking going into the mind game zone where like he yeah. he allows himself to be noticed as he takes shelter behind like a stack of drywall because this is in like the under construction area of the tower mm-hmm. and the guy's like creeping towards it and you know is is ready but but John had like stealthily moved out of that area uh, while he was coming towards it because he knew that the guy saw him there yeah and like manages to get the drop on the guy and just fucking just just murks him just dead guy yeah. No longer a live man. Yes. It's actually, like, pretty uh, brutal, like, just... Yeah, oh yeah. Because, like, like I said, like, the, the choreography in this movie is not, like... It's not, like, a super, like, martial arts shit. It's just, like... But it, when they do it, it feels like... They, I guess the impact's really, really, really good. Because, like, I feel like they fell on the stairs and, like... My, my neck broke, basically. My neck broke during that sequence. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's, there's, there's some hard hits, um... A lot of these 80s action movies have, like, really good, like, sound design on the punches, where, like, you you hear it connect, and it's like, ooh, you know, like, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, I felt that. 100%. Um, and, and they're grappling, and they, yeah, they fall down the stairs, and the guy gets his neck super broken. Like, that guy's yeah. dead. It wasn't actually super clear if he was dead or not, but, like, until, like, someone pointed it out, I guess. I can tell it, like, kind of looks on his face, and his eyes are just, like, dead wide open. Yeah. Like, oh, like yeah. blood's coming out of his mouth and shit, like, ugh. Yeah. So, so John then decides to engage in some fucking guerrilla warfare tactics where yeah. he, uh, he engages in psychological warfare against his opponents. It's actually pretty he, fucked. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he, he takes the guy, he takes the guy's gun and like the other supplies the guy has, but mainly his, his machine gun. Uh, he, he puts a sweater on over the guy's like shirt that he already had. Like it's like a gray sweater and he takes some of the guy's blood and writes in it. Now I have a machine gun, ho ho ho, <laughs> and yeah. and sends the guy down the elevator to the floor where uh, Hans and them are. Yeah, and like, God, what a fucking iconic scene! Like, it's great, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's like, I mean, first of all, the ability to handle a corpse that easily, I guess, it's like without like you right. know, wanting to throw up or something. Corpses aren't really cool, guys. No, they're not. <laughs> they're really weird and gross, and, yet, and like. I guess I'm, I'm not sure if John's used to killing people or not. He was a cop, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, um, there's there's some there's some lines in this movie where he uh, alludes to the fact that like that his superiors in the force don't uh, have problems with him because of his like use of excessive force. Yeah. Like um like at one point, uh, I think it might have even been in this scene. Uh, a guy is like 
uh, he's like moving to kill some guy and the guy's like hey hold on fucking take me in like there are, you're a cop there are rules for cops and he goes yeah that's what my superiors keep telling me god yeah I forgot about that line <laughs> yeah uh, <ooh. laughs> you tug and collar yeah regardless it's a fucking cool fun scene uh, and he, he continues to like fuck around in like the maintenance zones and you know between like where 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 usually only the electricians would go and whatnot. Uh, he finds some booba. He, he there's yes. a there's a fuse. Yeah, there's a fuse box that the maintenance guys have just like put little. They put like cutouts from porno mags just all over the front of the fucking fuse box because <laughs> yeah. who the hell is ever going to see it aside from them? It's a fun little uh, like just moment of character. He also like stares at it for like half a second. <laughs> he yeah, yeah. He, to, like, he like he, he like he, he gives it a second glance. He's like, oh hey, hey booba. <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa, hey. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's 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 neat because it, like it, it kind of gives you like a little bit of like oh yeah even like the maintenance guy who does not appear in this film has some character yeah <laughs> he's the kind of guy who puts Booba in his workstation <laughs> who wouldn't want to do that yeah I yeah so he goes up to the workstation actually I should right. hang on <laughs> yeah All so right. he goes up to the rooftop because uh, one of the things that he found on Dead Guy is a radio a CB radio man imagine being defined so- in this movie by being dead. Yeah, man. But, like, that's Jesus. his important role, is being dead. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, so he goes up to the rooftop with the, with the radio and starts just trying to call, uh, like, an emergency, uh, an emergency channel at the police station. And, uh, yeah, he fucking, he, he goes and, and calls it in and the operator's like, sir, are you aware that this is an emergency line? He's like, what the fuck do you think I'm trying to do? Order a fucking pizza? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a great line. <laughs> it's a, it's pretty great. Uh, yeah, and, 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 and she's, line. yeah, oh, she she's, she's saying like, she's saying like, sir, it's illegal for you to be calling this line. And he goes, then fucking send somebody down to arrest me. Just send a cop. Fuck. Send a cop down here. Seriously, dude, I just, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so she does eventually decide to be like, all right, is there anybody in the area who's like open who we can just like send them to fucking check it out? Maybe, you know, whatever. Fucking get this guy off my back. Yeah. Uh, of course, at this point, the the people, the 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 fucking villains, like they they know where he is because they they heard his call on their radios because it's still hooked up to like the same system, and and Hans is like, well, where would he go to fucking try to send an outside call? The roof. The roof. Yeah, so they're heading up to the roof, and he goes like back down into the maintenance shaft, like via a different uh, direction, like fucking dodging gunfire and shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, runs back through that same, like, little nook that he was in before. He slaps the booba this time. <laughs> fucking, fucking gives like, a little slap like, as he like, runs by. Is he, like, by. onto it? Like a sticky something? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't think so. I think he just kind of, like, smacked it. I think it was, I think it was just, uh, oh, there it is. There's my landmark. Because, <laughs> because, like, you know, that, well, because, like, because that is kind of the purpose that it serves in this scene, is it, like, establishes, like, oh, he's going right back the way he came. He just took a circuitous route to get there. Yeah, I guess it is, like, a weird way of, like, kind of demonstrating that in a, in a, in a memorable kind of fashion. Yeah, no, it's this movie does a lot with its setting in in the same way in a similar way to how the raid does. Yeah, I think so. Like, There's a lot of good use of like the setting going on. I think in this one it's a little more practical and in the raid it's more about like using the environment during fights. Yeah, yeah. Like, Whereas in this, this movie one, it's like, like John's just like, okay, yeah, what can I do with this so like I can prepare for the fight and make that like their life hell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so so he 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 does all of that, you know, he fucking he he goes and crawls into a vent uh to escape. And this this part is fucking nuts because he like he 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 breaks his way through like a fucking like you know vent cover 
into like a, a big vertical shaft where he's like oh, he's gotta like climb in there. <laughs> he he takes the gun and he like braces the gun against like the edges of the windowsill. The the gun is like slightly longer than the width of the window, so so yeah. it's able to just like barely brace against it. And he takes the like the the shoulder strap of the gun and uses it to kind of like not repel exactly, but he's like you know inching his way down using it as like a rope. Yeah. Um, and he's trying to, like, reach another vent, because, like, it, once he disappears into the ventilation system, how the fuck are they ever gonna find him? <laughs> Just, you know? go down after him, easy. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Just crawl into the vents. I don't understand. So he's, like, inching his way downward, um, and, and, like, the camera keeps cutting back up to the gun, and you can see the strap is coming loose from the gun. And he's, like, he's inching further and further downward, and he doesn't know that it's coming loose, because how the fuck is he gonna see that? He's b- beneath the window. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, like, he's, like... He's bracing his feet against the wall that he's on and like leaning across to the opposite wall to grab like the vent that he wants to crawl into. Yeah, it's like it's like the wall from like to the side of him, I think. Not the yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, it's like it's like it's like perpendicular. Not like, uh, it's definitely yeah, the yeah. different one. And the other one's like much further down than he actually can reach this time. He's only his feet are reaching, not his arms, so he can't like grab onto anything. Yeah. And it's a really, really small entrance. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so he's having a lot of trouble. And yeah, eventually, like you said, the uh, the clasp on the gun just kind of starts loosening, and it's a bit scary. Yeah, no, it's it's fucking nerve wracking, and like, and it actually it fucking gives like, and and he just barely manages to like grab onto the ledge he was going for as he fucking starts to fall. Like it was fucked. Yeah, not my favorite scene. Oh, I mean, I think it's a really good scene, but yeah, it's yeah, a, it's a it's a great scene, but it'll make you feel not so good. One of two that are basically the same scene. Yeah. So so he he fucking manages to get onto that ledge and he starts crawling into the into the vent and like yeah this ledge was tiny because the vent that he is into he can like barely fit his shoulders into it mm-hmm. like it's 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 fucked and and this this scene bugs me because I I kind of get a little bit claustrophobic about those tor- sorts of spaces and and boy is he like practically getting stuck at every moment <laughs> yeah kind of <laughs> yeah no so. So he's he's fucking crawling through the vents, and he he ends up like accidentally making a little noise. So like one of the guys is able to kind of semi triangulate his position, mm-hmm. uh, and the guy comes into the room that the vent that the vent is in, and like is shooting up into the vent. Uh, fortunately, like just barely doesn't doesn't hit John. Like he 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 hits like two feet in front of John. <laughs> yeah, and and then he goes up and he goes up to the vent the, to like the the shaft. And you know how these vents, they have, like, like the the side of them, they're not, like, perfectly, like, flush or flat. Like, they kind of have, like, these little creases in them. So if you press on them, they'll, like, kind of, they'll kind of push in and, like, make a sound, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he goes up, and he starts working his way across the shaft, like, pushing in each of these little segments with the barrel of his gun. Fucking checking if anybody's in there. Fucking checking if it's, like, if he, if it, if it gives easily or if it's heavy and someone's inside it. Yeah, anybody And else? he's working his way closer and closer to John, and John's looking at him down through the fucking, uh, you know, through, like, the vent cover, and is, like, getting, getting his pistol ready to fucking fire if need be. Yeah. And he's getting closer and closer, and, and finally, like, one of the other guys, like, calls out to, to long hair German guy who's trying to fucking find John here, and is like, hey, we gotta fucking... I think he said something in German, actually, but yeah, it, it, it amounted. It, it, yeah, it amounts to we got we got other shit to do. Come on, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And 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 the guy like takes one last look back at the vent and is like, "Do I want to go for the one more?" Ah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> have I mentioned that this movie is like really good at building tension? Yeah, yeah. I think you have. Yeah, <laughs> probably. I don't know. Like, 
I, I, I feel like I almost don't have anything to say about it. Like, you, it's just, it's just really good. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, the, I've never been the best at movie analysis, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I guess the way, like, uh, just everyone's portrayed to kind of like, it, the 3D space in the movie is kind of very well kind of established. So you kind of understand oh, yeah. where everyone's at at any given time. Even if it's a little bit Absolutely. unclear. You kind of get their general gist. Yeah, yeah. You, you you have enough information to, like, know, like, broadly speaking, like, okay, people are on this floor, John's a bit higher than that. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, like, the, there's the, the roof connects in this way, sort of, and, like, you from the roof he connects into this vent, so now he's, like, a couple floors lower than that, and, like, mm, yeah. Et cetera. Yeah. But, yeah, and, uh, so, yeah, it's at this point that the cop arrives. Um, we had a little scene of him earlier in the film that I kind of glossed over, which is just like, you know, just a small little establishing scene of him. He is large. He is eating the Twinkies. That is what he's doing. Yes. Yes. Wait, uh, I'm so mistaken. He prior to this scene, doesn't, didn't John already talk to the, to the guy? Uh, well, no, cause this is as the cop first arrives. Oh, okay. Cause I'm pretty sure like there's a moment where. John's already talking to Hans before um, this happens. Oh, he might he might have talked to him a little bit on the radio. Yeah, something like that. Like they're, 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 at some point they they became like acquainted per se. Right. Um, I, yeah. I, I thought that was important, but I guess yeah. Did we mention? I don't. We didn't mention it, so I feel like hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I'm maybe. stuck. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. Point is, the the cop is arriving. Yes, the the other true. cop, who is oh yeah, he's also he's also a black cop because this this uh, that that that's a thing in this movie. I mean, that doesn't really factor into it much. No, it's just it's. I feel like it's a little bit worth noting. Sure. Because it's like you know, if you're a racist. <laughs> well, no, it's just because because you know, like a lot of like. Yeah, no, a yeah. lot of like criticisms of the police are centered around like um you know the the sort of like racial aspects of the institution and like this is something that you see a lot in like movies and TV is they they do kind of make a point to like have black cops in there right um well because like because the first like copaganda that existed was the show Dragnet um which was in like I want to say the sixties yeah the sixties cop show called Dragnet um which was like that show was like very explicitly copaganda because it was um. It was made, like, with the cooperation and funding of, like, the LAPD, and oh, really? they had, yeah, and they had, like, they had, uh, like, basically veto power on the scripts. Huh. And, and, like, that show, Dragnet was, like, very explicitly, um, designed to portray, like, a more positive view of the LAPD, where, uh, for example, uh, the show made a point of, like, showing, like, higher amounts of non-white police officers than actually existed in the LAPD at the time. Hmm. And also, like, the few times that the writers wanted to, like, look into, uh, like, racial discrimination in their scripts, those scripts got super vetoed by the LAPD. Hmm. Yeah, and this is this has been, like, a pretty consistent thing in, like, pro-cop movies and TV uh, since then is that, like, they'll often, um, they'll often, like, make a point of having racial diversity in the police force. Um, often, Problem with uh, racial diversity in the police force. <laughs> you know, either, either as, like, an explicit measure of, like, propaganda or just, like, out of a... Out of, like, a, a sense of, like, well, this is how, like, police forces are portrayed in TV, so it must be accurate, you yeah, know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, which I, you know, I, I, w I would imagine that in Die Hard it was probably, 
it was probably not like an explicit propaganda measure. It was probably just because like, well, this is how police forces are displayed in movies and TV. Um, but you know, it's I, th- I feel it's worth commenting on. Yeah, but yeah. Um, this is also something you see a lot in Dirty Harry because in the first Dirty Harry film, uh. Like, it's, it's just, it's, it's very simple. Dirty Harry is a cop who breaks the rules but gets shit done. The fucking, uh, the fucking snowflakes up in fucking bureaucracy want him, want him to follow the rules, but that doesn't get the job done, so he does that. And then, like, with each success. It's, it's actually a pretty solid film, but, uh, you know, politically not great. Um, Also talking about the Gorillaz music video or something. That's also good, but, um, yeah. but like with each film, each successive film in the Dirty Harry series, cause there are like five of them, mm-hmm. um, with each successive film, like they go like further to try to like, cause the first Dirty Harry was criticized by critics at the time for its like, for, for basically being a movie about how the hero becomes a fucking dangerous vigilante and that's a good thing because it gets the job done. Yeah. Um, that was criticized. So, like, with each successive film, they try to, like, address those sorts of criticisms, and each time it comes off very weird. Where, like, in the second movie, the villains are, like, cops who are, who are just doing vigilante shit and just, like, straight up, like, murdering people and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, and the film does never, like, never adequately explains why them doing it is different from Harry doing it. Mm -hmm. Um... Uh, aside from just like, well, Harry got like the really bad guy though. The <laughs> These guys real are just bad killing one. Like, because like, in, in Dirty Harry, he kills like a serial killer, like right. who's like definitely very fucked up. Whereas these guys are just going after like petty criminals. Yeah. Which is like that's still like not like super like that's still not it's it, the, the 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 take should not be vigilantism is fine <laughs> as long as you're only killing like serial killers. It's <laughs> fine, just. But yeah, and like, and 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 as the series went on, and and things, because uh, the first movie was in like the the mid '60s, and as the series went on, and it got into like the '70s, and um, and like you know, uh, like representation issues became like a little bit more of a thing among like critics, not really so much among audiences, but definitely among critics. Like right. that started cut pro- cropping up. Like those criticisms started happening. So like at one point they give Harry like a female uh, partner, and at one point um, they they like. They they mentioned that like oh yeah there's this like like one one of the side characters is a gay police officer and and Harry is like made to like have an explicit line about how he's fine with that <laughs> where he's like he's like Once hey gay. you know if, he's like hey if, radical he, he's he's like talking to the guy he's like oh I wouldn't mind if all the cops on the force were gay if they shot like you like <laughs> <laughs> loving the uh, inclusivity yeah. There. Right, yeah. So it's 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 actually really funny because Dirty Harry like becomes like a little bit of a woke bay as the series goes on, despite <laughs> also still being a violent vigilante police yeah. officer. <laughs> That's <laughs> But I digress. Really I just funny. Yeah. But I digress. Uh, I just think that it's like there's there's kind of a legacy here that I think makes it a little bit interesting in this film that um that the the cop who is like the best cop in this film outside of John himself uh is 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 the black guy. Yeah. Naturally. But um yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so so he arrives and he's taking a look around. He he comes inside and and their guy who they have at the receptionist desk is, you know, pretending like everything's fine, pretty pretty convincingly. Yeah. Uh, so, so, you know, he goes and looks around, doesn't see anything amiss, and he's, and he's just, he's getting ready to leave, he's, he's, he's ready to fucking go, um, oh, actually, as he's coming in, uh, as he's, like, coming in to take a look around, this is when, uh, this is when, like, 
John has his first small conversation with Hans via the radio. Yeah, it's yeah, while it's the guy's coming in. It's around here, yeah. yeah. Well, it's because while the guy is looking around is when that fight scene on, where, with John under the table happens. Oh, true. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, like, right here. And, like, yeah, the guy, Hans sends in a couple of guys. Uh, John, like, John is seeing that the cop is, like, looking around and, and isn't seeing anything fucked up. So uh, he's looking down from, like, the office. It's, like, way high up. So he grabs a chair and starts, like, trying to, like, smash a window to, like, throw it down, right? Mm-hmm. And he, he gets, like, three good hits off. Like, he's starting to put a hole in the window, but this is, like, a fucking sturdy-ass window. Uh, and the guys come in, and, and John, like, takes... Oh, yeah, John turns around and, like, pulls a gun on one of them, and he's, like, yelling at him to, like, put the fucking gun down and whatnot. And a second guy comes in behind the first guy. The first guy, like, action rolls out of the way as John <laughs> takes the shot and just fucking drops the guy behind him. Yeah. Uh, and then... Yeah, John then goes and, like, dives under the table, and it's, like, a big, long, like, business room meeting table, and the guy's, like, on top of it, uh, like, shooting down into it and, like, chasing John towards the end, and he, and he gets to the end of it, and he's like, oh, no, no more table, right? Yeah, where, what are you gonna do <laughs> now, gonna bitch? Do? While I slowly yeah, next, next... reload you and reload my gun and taunt you. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, next time you have a shot to, next time you have a shot to kill someone, take it, and John shoots him through the table and goes, I'll remember that. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Pretty, uh, pretty nice. I mean, yeah, I guess so, it was kind so, of an invitation to kill him at that point. He exactly, basically yeah. asked for it. Exactly. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah. So so John gets out from under the table and he sees that uh, the, the cop, uh, who, whose name is Alan Powell, by the way, uh, is, is leaving. He didn't see anything amiss when he looked around. Yeah. And, and John picks up the body of the first guy that he killed chucks it out the window and it lands right on the guy's hood yeah <laughs> like directly on the cop's hood and and he like freaks out and like starts uh his car is in reverse and he like slams on the gas and like crashes through a gate and into like a drainage ditch <laughs> like you think you wouldn't have just like you couldn't have just tossed it like next to the car and maybe not like well hurt maybe, the guy maybe, really badly maybe. Maybe like, that's what he was. Tr- maybe he was trying to toss it next to the car, but it's just hard to throw a corpse accurately. I guess. I mean, it probably isn't very easy to toss a corpse accurately, but mm-hmm. you could have tossed the chair. Yeah, but what if the chair hit the car and it like smashed through the windshield and hurt the guy? There's always a risk of the guy getting hurt. That's that's the. That's true. That's true. You just gotta have to deal with that. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, we sometimes you have to hurt a black cop. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you have a necessity to hurt black people. You can't anyway, let's move on. <laughs> so, so the so the cop calls in the cavalry. Uh, Hans has like a conversation with John, where this is like an iconic conversation in the film because like they're having a back and forth, and Hans is saying like, "Oh, you you watch too many of your American action movies. You you think you're a cowboy, you know?" Mm. And uh, and like he sends a couple more guys in, and 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 John. He he says the thing as as he's leaving, as the guy as as he's like leaving the room that the guys are about to come into. He he says into the he says into the into the walkie talkie, yippee kaye, motherfucker, and that's, walks away. Which is that's the thing he says in the movie. It's the thing. It's the it's the meme. Whoa. So so here's the thing. Like that line is good in context because it's about like how how Hans is telling him like you're not a cowboy, John. You know. Yeah. And it's like that that works in context. That line gets quoted all the time out of context, and it does not... It's just stupid out of context. <laughs> like, out, outside, of con- outside of context, like, it's just a dumb line. But in context, it's actually good. I don't know why that one became, like, the big, like, meme line. Well, they used it in every movie, henceforth, yeah, for my heart, so... Yeah, exactly. 
Ah, oh, man, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the rest of the Die Hard franchise eventually. God. Actually, although they're not as good as the first one, but. No, they're not. There's some good ones in there, but, like, usually not that good. Yeah. So, eh. But anyway, uh, John has, uh, also taken the bag that the guy on the table had with him, and he finds in there a block of C4 and a bunch of detonators. Yeah. And he also manages to contact Argyle on the CB radio, and, and, and Argyle, like, tries to fuck off, but the, the, the garage is shut. Uh, so, so there's not a whole lot he can do. But he does know that shit's going down now, so Argyle is activated. <laughs> Argyle has been turned on. Wait, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the cops arrive, you know, cavalry's here, uh, and they're 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 going in. And there's this there's a whole fucking cool ass scene with the cops like trying to lay siege to the tower, mm-hmm. and um and like they they get you know their guys coming in, uh you know going like towards the fucking the lobby uh in like you know in, in fucking Rainbow Six Siege style, <laughs> uh with like it, it should have worked, but unfortunately the criminals are actually competent. So, like, they have, like, a guy, like, looking down on the situation from above and, like, keeping the others, like, informed via radio and telling them, like, hey, we got a couple guys coming in here in such and such formation. Go get them, boys. Go get them. Uh, yeah, so they all, like, set up in the lobby as um as the, the SWAT team is, like, they're trying to, to, like, cut through the chain that's on the door. Because they chained the door shut after the cop figured out what was going on. Uh, and unfortunately that doesn't go too well because those doors are glass. So they just get, the, the cops just get shot through the door. Yeah. <laughs> like F in the chat. F in <laughs> the they chat, are, please. They're, they're just all dead. They're poor cops. They're just all dead. They're gone. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, their next option is, okay, let's bring in an APC and, and send that in a fucking tank. Well, somebody think of the cops. Uh, the tank doesn't also also does not work out too well because they're heading up. They're like they're driving the tank up the front steps towards the lobby, uh, and while they're doing that, some guys on the upper floor where there's construction going on are setting up a rocket launcher, a mounted rocket launcher. Yeah, uh, and they just fucking blast the hell out of that thing, and 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 John is watching all this happen. He's like, "Oh, that's fucked, man!" And Hans <laughs> goes, "Hit it again!" and 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 Hans like or John like gets on the radio is like I'm like hey Hans what the fuck like you you made your point let them fucking let them pull back let yeah, them yeah, fucking yeah. get out of there you know they don't need to die I mean here. they already they're already looked not like they were kind of dead <laughs> the car was I on mean, fire and like crumpled it was on fire but like there was you know there was there was like a possibility right I guess there was like um, maybe something and and John was basically saying like you know after that they're not going to try that again so like let them fucking pull back and and. And Hans is like, I know what I'm doing, John. Hit it again. <laughs> and and they do. And, and and they're super fucking dead for sure this time. You fucking see some dudes being dead. Yeah, you see dudes being dead. And then people being hurt beside them because they got shot in the knees, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Their knees are shot. Uh, You'd be crying too. Right. So so it's at this point that John decides to throw a shitty CGI fireball at the ground floor because he needs <laughs> to put an end to this. <laughs> No, what do you, what do you, it's actually quite a quite a decent fire uh, special effect. Quite quite a quite a good explosion. That's what it looks like to me. Um, um yeah, I think so. Uh, I'm trying to remember. There, I know that there's like a line where like it's like oh yeah yeah special for 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 those unaware there are actually like two different types of like effects quote unquote terms that that are used in like movies and TV where there's visual effects which is like computer generated stuff like visual effects is just anything that you do in post. Whereas, uh, special effects is stuff that you do at the time with, like, explosives and stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, and 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 I'm pretty sure that this actually is like special effects, not visual effects, because it's a good explosion. It's it's a good looking it explosion. That's like kaboom. Good. You know, it does it does a boom, movie, just like an explosion's supposed to do. Movie booms. Yeah, but yeah. So he ta- he takes the block of C4 that he has, sticks the detonator in it, and drops it down like the big vertical vent shaft. So it uh, just blows the fuck out of the lobby and kills the two guys that were in there uh, playing Rainbow Six Siege with the cops. Yeah, but in real life. Yeah. They and it is Rainbow at this Six point, in real life. And like not yeah, exactly, fake, like a video game. They and had like uh, actual guns. Although every mo- so, guy has the same gun in this in this movie. They love like, they the do, little yeah. like SMG. Uh, there is one guy who has a slightly different one. It's oh the yeah, this guy was like guy. a like the op from not the op, not the uh, the og from like CS:GO. Yeah, uh, yeah. But other than that, everyone's yeah. The, the, the rest of them just have like MP5s. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, so it is at this point that Ellis re-enters the film. Yeah, you know Ellis. And, <laughs> Remember Ellis, our yeah, favorite guy? Co- yeah, cocaine guy. Yeah, cocaine guy. Everyone loves in, him. In fact, I did, the first time that he does cocaine, my, my note for it is just cocaine, and my note for when he reappears here is just cocaine again. <laughs> you know. Yeah, because yeah, Ellis shows back up, and he he's like, hey, you know what, I'll fucking go talk to Hans and, and fucking parlay with him. Yeah. We're pirates now. Uh, and he goes in, and he's like, hey, what if I could fucking get that guy for you, you know? What if I could fucking do that? What if I could get him down here for you? And then these people, then you don't have to fucking kill all of us, right? Uh, right. And he, and he's like, he talks to Hans like he's a fucking, like, car salesman. Like, <laughs> it's, it's awful. And, and Hans, like, clearly can tell that he's, like, a fucking moron and is just, like, humoring him. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, it's a very funny scene. I like it. Yeah, so he, he gets, he gets John on the radio and is telling him, like, hey, 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 John, listen, like, fucking, um, you know, they, they, they know who you, who you are now, John. Fucking get, get down here, John. Come on, fucking, John. Let's do it. Wick. Let's do this, John. Or, or they'll kill me. They'll, they'll do it, John. You're going to kill me, man. And, uh, you got to help, John. John. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and John's like, Ellis, f- shut up. Get out of there. What the fuck is wrong with you? You fucking dumb shit. And, and Hans is like, pulls the gun on Ellis. And Ellis is like, hey, man, you don't actually got to po- point that gun at it. You know what I mean, you know, I'm sure he'll buy it. <laughs> don't worry about that, man. Come on. Come on. And, and I'm just a Coke guy. And, right. You wouldn't hurt a guy with Coke. Yeah, yeah, because they fucking they, they they even like pour him a coke in that scene. Oh, yeah, they, they pour him like a little bit of a of a. Coca-Cola. I didn't realize they poured him Coca Cola after he ate coke. That's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and you know uh, the reason that Coca Cola is called that, right? Yeah, because it used to have coke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Boy, fucking history, huh? <laughs> wow. Was that, when, when was that anyway? When, when, when they stopped doing that? I want to say they stopped doing that in like probably like the early 1900s, like probably like the 1930s ish. I want to say been around a long time. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure Coke's been around since like the late 1800s. I'm not 100 percent on that, but I'm yeah, I'm, I'm not 100 percent on that, but I'm I'm pretty sure that's the case. That's nuts. But, yeah, fucking, fucking like the shit that people used used to like just do as like consumption and or medicine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, I all mean, that fucking the whole there's like the whole meme of like doctors telling you like to get rid of your mind ghosts by like shoving leeches in your ass or something. So I mean, I don't know. Yeah, well, like, um, or, like, you go back to, like, fucking alchemy, and it's like, oh, here's, uh, my fucking elixir of life, which may or may not look. Let's give it a shot. Maybe it'll make you immortal. It's arsenic. <laughs> it could. It is yeah, made except of it's arsenic. And, like, dirt, but, I mean, whatever. No, it's just, it's just, a, a lot of time it was just arsenic. <laughs> there was, there was a Chinese emperor who just drank a shit ton of arsenic because he thought it would make him immortal. 
Not the smartest thing to do. It didn't. It did not make him immortal. It killed him. You'd think that would happen. Yeah. <laughs> and and then you go, you fast forward and like, you know, there's the fucking cocaine and coke. There's, there's that period of time where, um, where a lot of medicine was just like heroin and or alcohol. Really? That, that was a thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like a lot of painkillers were just like opioids and heroin. Um, and, and uh, were having and a great like, time back then. Right? Dude. And like, and, and, and there were, there were several different like, snake oil type like oh here's your cure-all it'll cure what ails you do anything you wanted to it is it was just mostly alcohol it was just alcohol and spices here man have some uh potion they people gave that shit to kids like there was um i'm trying to remember what it was specifically called i listened to a behind the bastards episode about it but there was um there was this one that it was like it was marketed as like oh here's fuck if your kid's acting up or they won't go to bed or fucking they feel ill in some way give them this and it'll be fine and it was like it was literally like thirty percent alcohol with spices for flavoring. <laughs> yeah, give me the flavor, or else the kids won't have it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, guess how many of those kids grew up to be alcoholics? A lot. Nah. <laughs> You're shitting me. Yeah, fucking med- medicinal and food standards used to be fucking wild. It used to be lit. <laughs> Can you imagine going to a doctor? This fr- like I prescribe you eight beers, dude. Have a fucking so here, here's, day. Don't tell your wife. Oh, you you you, you got a hair. You got a fucking. You got a fucking toothache. Here's some heroin. <laughs> Nagging wife. I'm a right guy. <laughs> here, have some of this. It'll shut her up right real quick. Yeah. So 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 yeah. Ellis is in here fucking drinking a coke and trying to be a fucking used car salesman with uh with Hans and getting getting John to come back down. And John is like, Ellis, you fucking moron, get out of there. You're you literally gonna get cunt. both of us killed. And 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 then and then Ellis gets killed because John doesn't come down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, who could have seen it coming? You know. That being said, it was a smart move. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Ellis was on the ball. He, he there were no flaws in his plan. No, none at all. Not the fact that he was unlikable or anything. <laughs> no. And it's at this point that Hans starts talking to the press because the press have shown up since the police showed up. Yeah. Uh. Also, throughout all of this, like, Alan is, like, having conversations with John where they've got, like, a rapport going and, like, John isn't saying much to Alan. He's not, like, telling him who he is, but, like, Alan is like, yo, I think this guy's a cop. Yeah, it's just a hunch. Because of, like, yeah, because there's, like, a couple things. that righteous indignation that all cops have. (laughs) Well, and, like, and there's also some stuff about, like, um... There's, there's also some stuff about how, like, John is like, oh, I've seen, you know, enough of these types of situations to know how it goes, etc., etc., uh, which is kind of like, you know, why else would you have seen a bunch of those situations unless you made a living dealing with criminal situations? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, of course, El- uh, Alan's superior at the police off- office is not, uh, is like, oh, you've got a hunch. Yeah, fuck you, buddy. This guy's dumb. We don't care about him. He's probably one of the criminals. Yeah. Criminal. Uh, that, that's his, that's his stance. John is a criminal. He is a criminal, dude. Don't don't you don't you hate those those desk job snowflakes? Yeah. Grumble grumble, grumble. more boomer stuff. Grumble grumble. Exactly. Everyone hates deskos. <laughs> exactly. If that's a slur. Please let me know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the worst slur, and it is like it's literally a slur against anybody who is not white. Yeah. Just anyone. Yeah. Just don't be not white. I, I might have to cut that part. <laughs> I don't blame you. 
Anyway, it's at this point that Hans talks to the media and tells them, like, all right, here's my fucking demands. Here's a list of, like, far-left revolutionaries who I want fucking released from prison, etc. Let them free. Let them fucking bring about the revolution. Yeah. Uh, which is absolutely fake. Hans is not a revolutionary, as has been established. He's just after the money. Yeah, he wants the man. You know, like every... Yeah. ...based American. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so the FBI shows up, and... and and uh, fucking Alan's boss is like, "Oh yeah, I'm the uh, I'm the chief. I'm in charge here." And the FBI guy is like, "Not anymore, yarns." <laughs> Idiot. Yeah, it's it's that scene. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Hans goes to look for for John, like up in like the maintenance zone. Makes the mistake of like when he goes to like squeeze through a little area, leaves his gun behind, uh, and John sees him and and like has a gun pulled on him. But Hans thinks fast and does a fake American accent and pretends to be one of the fucking office workers. It's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Where Hans it's, is... it's great. And, and like, like, he... it, oh, it's so good. He's like, he's very believably acting as like just a guy who managed to like sneak off and is like terrified of his, of like more terrified than he's ever been in his life of seeing a gun in front of his yeah. face. He's quick on his feet about it too. It doesn't take long for him to react that way. Like, yeah, he does like, like a split he's... second where he's like, oh, I gotta think like right now. But like, uh, you know, he does it really quickly. Yeah, yeah, Hans, these are, like, this This movie is, like, unironically a battle of wits between these two guys. Yeah, it's almost like a JoJo fight, it's wild. Yeah. I like it. So, so, uh, so yeah, he pretends to be a fucking American, and, and, uh, and John is like, oh, American, huh? Then you can't be a bad guy, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. So, so, yeah, they're kind of, they're, 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 they're hanging out, they're fucking, like, chilling a little bit, having a smoke, uh... John like asks like so what's your name and and Hans uh Hans says uh Clay Bill Clay and 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 like you see like the the camera cuts to uh to like a little you know those like directory signs that they have in office buildings where it's like such and such is on such and such floor etc 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 it like zooms in yeah it, it zooms in on the directory sign and you see that like he was actually checking the sign behind John uh, where, like, one of the names listed on it is, uh, Clay, W.M., so totally believable that that would be Bill Clay. Yes. Uh, because, once again, Hans is, like, a smart guy. This movie is cool. Yeah, I quite enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, so they, they continue having their little conversation and whatnot, and, uh, and John, John goes, alright, you ever, you ever shot a gun before, Bill? And, and, and Hans is like, oh, you know, I've been to the range once or twice, you know, never, never for real. And and John like hands him a pistol and goes, well, you know, it's not that hard. You know, you just, you, you just got to point and shoot. Just shoot him, dude. It's it's like yeah. just shoot, just shoot the gun. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So so he he starts to walk away, and uh, and Hans is like, oh, I got him now because I'm behind him now, and he and he like audibly cocks the gun so that John knows what's up now, and yeah. and and, and John to him with his regular voice. Yeah, and and John turns around and 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 ain't having none of it, and. Fucking Hans pulls the trigger, and it's just an empty click, because he did not, in fact, give him a loaded gun. He saw through the ruse. <laughs> From the very beginning, it was all a yeah, trap. Yeah, he's like, oh, how stupid do you think I am? He's <laughs> like, I'm so, so fucking stupid. Yep. But at this point, uh, a couple other henchmen who have real guns come in, so John has to beat a hasty retreat into, like, the office nearby, which is, like, semi-under construction, and it's got computers and shit in it. Mm-hmm. Um... He sets himself up with, like, a little, like, Rainbow Siege-style peephole, where he's, like, under a desk and, uh, and just has, like, this little, little view hole where he can, like, see and shoot at the guys and they cannot easily shoot back. It's yeah. quite, quite good. Quite, quite, quite a, quite a strategic position. A good position to put yourself in, should you want to, you know, 
do that. Be sieged. Yes. Be under siege and survive. Should you be under siege, do this. Yes. <laughs> so they they come in and they try to shoot at him, but it, it becomes clear that like they're not going to be able to fucking smoke him out of there. And he has like way better view of them than they have of him, so he'll fucking shoot them first. So before they leave, they they go. Well, let's shoot out all the glass in this room because there is a lot. And Hans noticed, uh, and I think a couple other guys also noticed earlier that throughout this entire film, John has not been wearing shoes. He yeah. he had to fucking leave his hotel room before putting his shoes on because it was you know spur of the moment. It's pointed out like really um, early too. Like, yeah, well, like because the first guy that he kills, he tries to put on that guy's shoes, but they're like way too small. Like they do not fit at yeah, all. He's got big feet, Dick. Yeah, exactly. Dick <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, so so it's at this point that, that John is trapped in a room full of blo- broken glass barefoot, and he just has to walk out of it, or just, just has to do it. As one does. Yeah, it's 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 pretty fucked. It's not very uh, fun. You don't see him walk out of the room, but you know you ha- he, he has to, and it's... Uh... Yeah, and, and then you see him walk into the bathroom, and he's, like, trailing blood from both feet. Yeah, more well, so one than the other. The other one, one of them's really yeah, yeah. messed up. Right. It's uh, yeah, and he and he goes and he goes and sits on like the the counter by the sink and starts just like picking broken glass out of his feet and trying to bandage him up and shit. Yeah. <sighs> and while he's doing this, he has a, a conversation with Al where he finds out about Al's backstory. Uh, Al shot a kid. <laughs> what's, Whoops, what's wrong, Al! I shot a kid. Oh, I'm sure you're a good guy deep down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, and it's, I mean, in in fairness, like. One of the big problems with like the the current stories of shot of cops shooting kids and what like the current news stories that like is 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 relevant currently, you know, mm-hmm. is that like not only do they shoot the kid, but then they pretend as if like they made no mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> like they're like, oh well, it was the it was the correct call at the time, even if it turned out to not be totally right. Yeah. Uh, Al, on the other hand, is like instantly like, I'm never touching a gun again. Fuck this. <laughs> So, so there, there's, he's got that going for him. Yeah, least. I guess like, he's got that at least. He, yeah, like he. I wonder if this will be he, torn apart by the end of the movie. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's the thing is like, this is one of like the more troubling parts of this story, movie's narrative, which is that uh, Al uh, Al being unable to utilize a gun because he fucked up so bad previously is like that is like the the current weakness that he must overcome by the end of the film yeah. <laughs> his inability to shoot a gun again that's his uh... and when it's like no nah, i don't know i feel like if you accidentally shoot a kid it's probably good that you'd like never want to touch a gun again that, yeah. that's probably like the the right call that's maybe a yeah maybe that's a good thing maybe you should also go yeah. to jail a little bit <laughs> but he got <laughs> off on that so it's fine he deserved right. it though he's a good cop yeah i mean it, it like it was at least like it at least wasn't, like, uh, a deal of, like, oh, fucking broad daylight and I saw a black person and got scared. It was, like, <laughs> it was the dead of night and it was, like, he could barely see and he just saw, like, a vague gun shape and got scared. Which is, like, still not ideal. That's still, you know, very... There's a lot of criticism there that's that's worth making. Yeah. But it's, a, again, it is, like, Al is at least less of a bad cop than, like, a lot of cops now. <laughs> sure. I'll accept uh, uh, it for now. Uh, again, this is, like... You, the, you're, you're just in order to enjoy this movie. You're just gonna kind of have to get past some of the some of its views on cops because that's just that that was the view of a lot of mainstream people in the late eighties. Yeah, basically, cops were kind of yeah. the heroes of the world, and they still are today. Am I right, guys? Uh, 
But yeah, like I, I definitely would would understand if somebody like did not want to watch a movie that is this popular on or this this uh, positive on cops. Um, and I think that it's like definitely like worth criticizing. But you know, it is it is what it is. I'm talking about but yeah, so. crazy. So. Uh, so it's at this point that the FBI is like, alright, we gotta fucking shut down the power in that place and fucking put them in fucking darkness and fucking get in there while they're surprised, right? Uh, which unfortunately is exactly what Hans wants because, like, the final lock on the vault that they're trying to get into, which they've been, like, working their way into this entire time, is an electromagnetic vault that will only turn off if they cut the whole power. Yeah. Uh, so, so they have, like, a, a city worker guy, like, call into the station and, like, cut off the, the whole, like, block's power, basically. Yeah, it's actually, like, a huge amount of the power. So, like, and the guy's like, what? <laughs> huh? Yeah. I'm sorry? Uh, so, yeah, they, 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 they finally, they, they get into the vault. They fucking, they, uh, they, they, they get in there. They fucking manage to, uh, to get all the fucking bonds out of it that they want. You know, they're, they're, they're doing it. And then they, they fucking start to, like, they start to negotiate with the cops and say, like, all right, now the, now that, like, the fucking, if you're if you're fucking you know releasing those revolutionaries like i said then next fucking send send a helicopter to the roof and and we'll have the the hostages waiting there and you can take them out of here then we'll leave separately later yeah don't worry about it we'll do it probably yeah uh yeah so unfortunately uh this is not a truth that hans is telling the cops what he's he is lying to them he would do that <laughs> and 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 he's you know mentions like uh, alright, actually, go wire up all the seafloor onto the roof and fucking blow it when they, uh, when, when they go. We got the, him. we got the detonators, we got the detonators back from John, so, so yeah, fucking get that shit ready to go, and, and just once the helicopters arrive, blow the roof. Turn the roof off. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, John fucking, uh, manages to, you know, get his get his shit together get his feet uh somehow in like semi working order like uh, his feet have to be fucking killing him for the entire rest yeah. of the, like every step has to be agony yeah he doesn't have his bandages on at that point and like um yeah bleh. like they squelch against everything there's a yep uh, it's it's fucked not very pleasant i don't know yeah i recommend you watch the movie yeah. with like hd audio so you can hear him his feet squelch <laughs> that extra bit of uh movie watching experience right exactly yeah so he, he he starts to head up to the roof where he discovers that the roof has been rigged up to blow with like a small nukes worth of c4 <laughs> like a small nuke like 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 you know that's like that is like the type of explosion like there's so much c4 here like the explosion that it actually shows in the film is not even i think as big as this explosion actually would be because it's there's a lot of c4 there yeah, I think there's like it's actually yeah actually wait considering like one C four block was all he used to blow up the, uh, the the bottom floor yeah and there's like there's like twenty of them there yeah there's like a lot of C four it would like be like the the building's integrity would no longer be like yeah large well I mean I mean it probably it'd probably be fine if it was going off on the roof because explosions take the path of least resistance which would be upward I guess so like that's just how explosions be uh, if you want to like. If you want to, like, really hurt a building's structural integrity, you have to set the explosion off, like, inside of, like, in a place where the the explosion has nowhere to go except for, like, you know, critical infrastructure. Fair enough. That's actually interesting. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. Cool. <laughs> I mean, obviously, there will still be some damage downward, but, like, yeah, broadly speaking, explosions take the path of least resistance. Cool. 
Yeah. I will take note of that for when I make ex- things explode in the future. Based. Like, your your house. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah, so, so yeah, John realizes, like, oh, shit, this is fucked up. There's There's a shitload of C4 on that roof. I gotta fucking, you know, find a way to deal with this. There's fucking people heading up there. Uh, and that's when he fucking has his, his big fucking fight with, uh, with the long-haired German man. He does do that. Yeah, and, like, he, he loses his gun very quickly, and it becomes a fist fight. And it's, like, a, it's a brutal fist fight. Like, John, yeah. like, slams him against, like, some fucking, like, empty oil drums, and is, like, just battering him in the face. What like, I was just saying earlier about how the fist fights in this movie are not, like, super choreographed or anything, they're, they're just, like, yeah. people who, people who don't know how to fight very well, just yoinking each other as hard as they can yeah <laughs> yeah and like he goes in but like the guy is like this guy is tough and he fucking like starts fighting john back he fights him like up onto the stairs and it's like fucking like holding him against the railing and like strangling him and shit mm-hmm. and john's like leaning back over the railing and he and he finds like a like a chain hanging down from the railing oh, it's like I hooked up this. to like yeah it's, it's hooked up to like um some kind of like the chain is like meant. I think it's like a like part of a crane or something, right? Like it's like uh, yeah, it's like on this like dolly or like this pulley or something. Um, yeah. So 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 John like John like is leaning back and he notices the chain there and he he grabs it, wraps it around the guy's neck and like shoves the guy over the railing so he's like being hung by the chain mm-hmm. and then he grabs it and like pulls it along the dolly track so that the guy goes and swings and like slams against a wall. Yeah. While being, he's like, just, effectively hanged. <laughs> yeah, like, he's just there, like, this, like, if this guy is not dead yet, he is soon to be dead, because he is fucking hung by the neck, slammed against a wall, just left there. He's fine. Yeah, 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 exactly. He'll be fine. There's no yes. death in this movie, no one dies in this movie. Right, exactly. No. Uh, it's also, uh, around this time, that a journalist is incredibly fucking unethical. What?! Yeah, uh, this is like, this is a journalist who's who's been shown a couple times, but by this point in the movie, he like kind of has like a dickhead journalist vibe to him, and he fucking as soon as he like hears who John is, he goes to John's house or to John's wife's house and like talk to talk to their kids <laughs> <laughs> to get the fucking scoop, and it's like, oh, you you do you have anything you want to say to your parents? And it's like I don't, it's unclear how much he told them, but like, what the fuck. <laughs> Like, dude. Yeah, he just kind of breaks into the house, threatens yeah, to like, deport he, he, he the go- lady. <laughs> yeah, he goes in, and, like, the maid is, or, like, not the maid, the babysitter, like, or fucking nanny or whatever is there, and yeah. she's, like, f- uh, a, a Hispanic lady, and he, like, yeah, he threatens to get her deported if she doesn't let him in. Yeah, yeah. It's he super like, fucked. What, like, what was it called? IHS? Uh, I-N-E, I believe. I-N-E, I- 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 the ice effective. Or maybe maybe, maybe it was I-H-N, it is something along those the lines. The ice of the 80s. <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah, like, it's it's a super fucked up scene, and the girl that he talks to, the, you know, John's daughter is, like, ten, <laughs> like, and, and, and he, and, and, and she, and, and he's like, oh, is there anything you want to say to your, your parents on, on, on TV, and, and she's like, please come home, and it's like, this is fucked up, what the fuck, dude, <laughs> why would you do this? Why? What is wrong with you? Chill, it's fine. Yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, and this is how Hans realizes, like, oh shit, I've got John's wife here. She, cause she, uh, she talked to him earlier and he was like, and, and she entered, and she said that she was Miss Gennaro, so he didn't realize that, that, that she was his wife. And, and Hans has been, like, chilling in her office. Like, it's in her office that, uh, Ellis got killed. Yeah. 
Uh, and Hans has just like been in there. And as soon as he sees like that play out on TV, like he, he grabs the fucking picture that she flipped down and sees, oh, fucking John's in, in the picture with her here. This is his wife. I've got her. I've got leverage. I did it. <laughs> yeah. So, so John, uh, unaware that his wife is now being taken hostage, goes up to the roof to try to get everybody. He's like, hey, the roof's rigged to blow. Get the fuck out of here. And they're like not understanding what he's saying because like they're in a crowd and they're fucking confused and shit. So he just starts shooting wildly into the air and being like, get the fuck out of, off the roof. Get downstairs. <laughs> uh, and the and the cops in the helicopter think that he's one of the fucking criminals and start fucking shooting at him. <laughs> yeah. Uh so, you know, but but he does he does manage to get everybody off the roof. Um and you know, and he's like fucking dodging gunfire and shit. He knows that this roof is set, is soon to explode. Uh so once he makes sure that everybody else is is like downstairs, he he goes uh and finds a fucking fire hose on the roof and ties it around his waist. And jumps off the edge of the roof <laughs> as it explodes. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. I mean, it seems it's, a little bit... Here's the thing. I, the way he jumps, I feel like he would be bisected by the weight of the cord. <laughs> <laughs> don't, worry, don't worry about that. That's fine. It's like the Superman thing where Superman catches the lady falling from the thing. Who, where yeah. She should fall into like three separate pieces because of the weight of his arms and the effective G-force and stuff. Right, right. It's kind of that, Man, like that, that. I feel like he shouldn't have legs anymore. <laughs> Man, fucking Superman the movie is another really good movie. We should watch that sometime. I've never seen but anyway, it. I'm just sure people say that. Uh, yeah, I, I like it quite a lot. The the the, the old the like '70s Superman movie. It's quite good. Cool. We'll also watch the Zack Snyder ones at some time at some point. That sounds less cool. Those are those are not so good. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah. So he he leaps off of the exploding rooftop. Because because this is a fucking 80s action movie, baby. This is the kind of shit that happens. <laughs> and, like, the fucking, um, like, the, the, the fire hose, like, hits the end of its fucking, you know, spool. Mm-hmm. And, like, the thing that it's, like, attached to it, like, comes off of the wall. And it, like, manages to catch on the roof, like, just barely. And, and John realizes, like, oh, this fucking, this thing fell for a while and then caught. So it's probably not gonna stay where it is for very long. Yeah. So I've gotta, like swing into the into the window here let's try it swing oh no i couldn't kick through it all right swing back shoot the window swing <laughs> through it which actually which does work sense, like actually yeah 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 it's, it's a good idea it's a good way of doing There's it a similar thing that happens uh, in uh leave this first splinter cells mission where that happens it's pretty cool mm, yeah good game yeah and he, splinter cell. so yeah he he swings into the window like right as the fucking thing is falling down uh and and then Manages to like be on solid ground for like two seconds before he is being dragged out the window by the weight of the fire hose that he has wrapped around himself. So he's got to like fucking like sh- struggle to not fall out the window as he tries to fucking untie it around his waist. Uh, once again, this movie is very tense at a lot of points. It's really fucking good. Yeah, I like it actually. Like, cause, cause this is the kind of stuff where it's like, it, basically what we've established throughout the entirety of this film is that John is not a Superman and that therefore like, this kind of stuff that he is doing is, like, literally the most insane thing he has ever done in his life, and he is on the verge of death at all times. Pretty much. <laughs> like, I mean, he's... Yeah. He's basically a regular guy. Yeah, I kind of feel bad for him. I mean, obviously anyone would, but you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Because he, he yeah, came no, here with, like, like for a Christmas party. Yeah, and, and, and he ends up getting wrapped up in all of this and fucking walking across uh, broken glass and shit. To save his not-so-kind-but-kind-of-ex-wife. Yeah. 
Oh, also, um, before he went up to the roof that, before it exploded and shit, uh, he did, he did have a little chat with Al where he tells Al, like, hey, look, if you fucking, if I, if you make it out of this and I don't, uh, fucking find my wife and, and, and let her know that I'm, like, sorry about, like, not being supportive enough and shit and that I was kind of an asshole and whatnot. Yeah, and he says it's not Al anymore, it's Dunk. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) God, fuck you. Oh, uh, fuck. Yeah, so, uh, it's at this point that Argyle, uh, sees the getaway plan that the, that the criminals have in store, which is that they, they've got, like, a fucking truck that they, that they rolled into the parking lot before shutting it down. Uh, and they open the truck up and they roll out a fake ambulance. So they're, he, he sees this shit and is like, oh, fuck, this is their getaway plan. This is, this is what they're doing. They're, they're going. They're, they're fucking. They're gonna fucking get out of here scot free unless I do something right now. Me, the me genius. Argyle. <laughs> so, so he does something. He goes and he fucking t bones that fucking ambulance. He does. Yeah, and it's fucking. It's badass. He fucking. He uh. He he t bones the ambulance. He like gets out of it and like runs up to the guy in the in the driver's seat who is like trying to reach for his gun and just gives him like a good pop across the mouth right through the window. Yeah. Fucking knocks him out clean. It's good. Argyle is badass. Yes. Argyle's actually, like, kind of, like... He's kind of a non-factor in this movie, but... For most of it, yeah. But he's just, like, he's got so much personality. He's very lovable. He's he's quite memorable, anyway. You can't not look at him and say, like, that guy sucks. You can't do that. Like, he, he spends basically all of the movie's runtime chilling in the limo with with a teddy teddy bear and some booze. Yeah. And you can't hold it against him. Yeah, like, he's fucking, he's great, he's wonderful, I love him. Everyone loves him. Everyone loves him. Wanna suck his dick. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, at this point, uh, Hans contacts John, and lets him know, bitch boy, I got your wife. (laughs) Come get her. Yeah, come on. It'll be cool, come on. So John's, John's heading in, you know, getting ready, and he, and he looks at his gun, and he sees, oh, I've got two bullets left. Just two. Uh, so... And he looks across, like, the, the hallway and sees, like, some, like, some Christmas wrapping supplies, and there's, like, some tape that's, like, Christmas-themed that's there. That's also just kind and of he, there, yeah. Yeah, and he, and he gets his... He, get, he looks at the tape, and he gets an idea that you can see on his face that he has an idea. So he goes into the fucking standoff. He's, he's carrying an empty machine gun. Uh, and it's like, oh, shit, that, that, that gun don't, don't got no bullets in it. What's he, what's he gonna do? What's he gonna do? Uh, so he goes in, and fucking uh, Hans gets him to drop the gun and shit. By holding a gun to his wife's head, <laughs> and 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 it's 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 looking rough. It's looking like he's gonna make it. It's looking like it's not. It's it's gonna be bad. It's gonna oh, no. they're, they're they're gonna get away. Oh, they're gonna do it. But unfortunately for Hans, he gets cocky and he takes that gun off of John's wife for a split second. At which point, John grabs the handgun which he had duct taped to the back to his back, like so he could like. Cause he had like his hands behind his head, uh, with when when Hans had the gun out and whatnot, Correct. and he like is able to just like reach back and grab it perfectly, and pull it out one shot in each of the villains that is in this room, yeah. uh, and they are the last of them. Very excellent scene. The last of us, if you will. No, <laughs> because this is good. The last of Us could be good. Maybe There's I a doubt world it. World in which the Last of Us Two was good. Did you ever think about that? Maybe, maybe I doubt it. That that is that is my only that is my only thoughts. You should have some more thoughts, because that's uh, I don't know. I feel like that'd be nice. But yeah. So, so but yeah. So, uh, 
yeah, so he fucking, he fucking fires off the shots. Uh, Hans takes it in the shoulder and, like, goes and, like, stumbles out the window, but he, like, grabs onto, he grabs onto John's wife's wrist as he's, like, falling. Uh, and John has to, like, go and, like, grab her to stop her from falling out. And Hans is still holding the gun, very impressively, and is, like, trying to, like, get a, get a shot on John as he's, uh, as he's dangling out the window. <laughs> uh, so, so John has to, like, like reach down and 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 unhook his uh, his wife's watch, which by the way was given to her by Ellis. Fuck that guy, Adam Ellis <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yes, that guy. Yeah. No, no, Ellis, the cocaine guy. The cocaine guy. Yeah, Adam Ellis, the cocaine, cocaine guy. Yes, it's crazy. She's yeah. trying to stop. Nuts. You know, yeah. personally, right? Anyway, no, I do not. What? We we have had sex, but I do not know him. That's pretty based. I respect yeah. that. Yeah, so so yeah, he has to he has to fucking unhook her fucking wristwatch that 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 Hans is hanging on to, and and Hans falls to his death, and and you can tell like the whole way down, he's like, oh that motherfucker, he beat me, <laughs> he got me, I'm mad, I'm the angry, I'm no longer the fucking strong. Yep, exactly. So so they go, then the day is saved. They go downstairs. Die Hard solves racism by having John and Al hug each other. Yeah, it's actually pretty you know, great. Wonder. It, 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 yeah, jokes aside, it's a, it's a good scene. Um, I like how this movie, like, this movie doesn't try to do, like, no homo shit with its main characters, which it could easily have done. Yeah. Cause, like, like, there are, there are a couple scenes that, like, where it's, like, where it's just, like, it's just a couple dudes, like, clearly enjoying each other's company and, like, showing affection to each other. Like, there's a, there's a point where they're, like, where they're, like, talking on the radio and, and, uh, and, and pals, and Al's, like, like, hey, man, you know, my fucking superior is, you know, my fucking chief isn't isn't too keen on you, but I fucking love you, man. Yeah, you're kind of and it's, coolest. like, just not commented on, you know? Like, it's just cool. You killed people in, the, in there. That's pretty based. It is, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, yeah, so Die Hard solves racism. Uh, although, actually, there is one more person who is still alive. And he fucking, he's he's fucking lunging, he's, he's got a gun. He's, he's, well, what's gonna happen? He's, who's, how's it gonna, John has no more bullets, what's gonna happen? And you just see a revolver fire off like three shots into the guy at like like center mass. Mach ten. And 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 yeah, like the fucking music swells as you see Al is ready to kill another child. <laughs> he can shoot again. He can he's kill ready. people again. He's just, he's, he's learned fixed. from his uh time. He's cured. He's, <laughs> he's cured of his inability to kill. <laughs> Thank God. Ah, oh, what a what a happy ending! Uh, yeah, can you uh, believe it? He finally learned how to shoot children again. Absolutely. I, 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 just, you know, I was worried for a minute. Uh, you know, yeah, that you his, know, that his I was, I was, trigger finger was gone for good. But I was, I was, I was so scared that Al was never going to shoot another kid. No, and there you go. And there he went. Not a kid, but he'll get him next time. Yeah, you know, he's he's got to work his way. Exactly. Up. You know, he's out of practice. Been a while. So yeah, can't blame the guy. Plus. You know, there there was not a kid handy at the moment. If there were, yeah. You know, well, in that case, gone different. Of course. Yeah. You know, when when you when you when the urge to kill rises once again, you kill whoever is convenient. Of course, that's just how it works. Yes. But yeah, aside from like the weird uh, take on cop killing a kid stuff, uh, good movie, fucking yeah, good movie. Yeah, I like the movie. It's that's actually one like, of my favorites we've watched, just because like. The action's just really, really well, well done. It's more yeah, of a thinky really well movie done. than some people might expect out of the name Die Hard, but yeah. 
Yeah, no, like there's 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 a lot of really clever stuff. The script is really solid. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of character, really good like, quips and one-liners in this movie. Yeah, a lot lots of great one-liners. Every character is like surprise like every character who like actually shows up to be a character is surprisingly well developed in this film yeah. and has like a little arc for themselves. I quite enjoy it. Um yeah. who's your favorite? <laughs> is it Argyle? I know it's Argyle. I think I think Argyle's probably my Argyle's favorite. Argyle's that guy's that guy's a badass. Yeah, <laughs> that guy's great. Had one punch in the movie and it knocked some dude out cold. And that was like through like a car window that was like I mean, an ambulance window, which is, like, pretty high up off... Like, that's a hard punch to do. I mean, that, that guy might have just been a little bitch, to be fair. He was, like, the, the, I mean, the you know geek what? programmer character. You know what? I choose to believe that he was not a bitch. Fair enough. He did use, know I how sh- to use a giant just, industrial power saw thing against the safe. Right. Or, like, a drill or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm sure I'm sure that he was actually quite a powerful manly man, and Argyle was just manlier. Yeah, Argyle was the, the ultimate... Toxic masculinity man. He he suppressed his emotions for the entirety of his <laughs> short life and put yes. it all into that punch. Exactly. Uh, well, you know, someone's got to pick up the toxic masculinity mantle after after John realized, like, wait, I don't have to be threatened by my wife's success. <laughs> to be fair, John has a great moment of op- emotional openness in this movie, like when he's talking to Al about, like, tell my wife that I'm sorry. I uh, yeah. been a little. I've been an asshole and a cock. Yeah, and like, and and in that, in that, like, it's interesting because, like, um, the the earlier part in the film is like you can tell that like there's there's some like tension between him and his wife, and like they argue a bit, and she like kind of mentions something about how like he didn't support her enough when she like went to the, you know, went to work at this job in L.A. and whatnot. Yeah. And like, there's there's like a little bit of an implication there, but then it's like later when when John is saying like, "Hey, tell my wife I'm sorry," that it's like he very explicitly is like, "Yeah, I was threatened by her success because yeah. basically, like, basic like he he says that he he says explicitly that he was threatened by her success, and the the obvious implication is that this is a commentary on masculinity, yeah, which is uh pretty pretty good for 1988. Surprising, <laughs> despite all the weird propaganda. Yeah, which again is like. That is, like, inescapable in 1988. Like, yeah. that is every action movie. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Again, definitely still worth criticizing, but it is very much a sign of the times. Yeah. And the times yeah. were weird. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, overall, uh, good fucking movie. I like it a lot. It's, again, this is, like, this is, like, the platonic ideal of what a Western action movie is. Like, it has all the, it has all the fucking hits that you, the, the fucking notes that you want it to hit. It does it really well. It's clever. It's fun. It's got an energy to it. It's just, it's just great. It's just a great movie. Yeah. Don't watch the sequels. I've heard that Die Hard 2 is actually pretty good, which I've not seen Die Hard I've not seen Die Hard 2. I've seen seen Die Hard 3, I believe, and I didn't like it. I think I saw, uh, yeah, I saw Die Hard with a Vengeance. Um, the one where he ramps a motorcycle over a helicopter. Is that the third one? I don't remember. It's been so long since the third one. It's not as memorable. I think, I think that's the fifth one. There's a lot of them. Uh, either that or the fourth. Um, and I think I also saw the one that came before Die Hard with a Vengeance, which was. Oh wait, yeah. Okay, so the, the order is: there's Die Hard, there's Die Hard Two, Die Harder, which is a great name. Yeah. Uh, there is. Uh, the third one is. The third one is Die Hard with a Vengeance. That's not the one that I saw. Oh, okay. The fourth one is Live Free or Die Hard, which I did see. That one's okay. It's not great. It's not as good as the first one. It's okay. It's yeah. fine. The first one's and great, I saw, uh, so it's kind of hard to top it. Yeah. And the fifth one, A Good Day to Die Hard, which is the one where he jumps a motorcycle over a helicopter. Yeah. 
And that one, not very good. It's fine. Yeah, I'm sure that we'll get to them eventually, but, but we've got other stuff first. It's going to be a long time before we watch our first bad movie for this podcast. Yeah, because bad movies it's like, are I, not good, and I don't want to yeah, watch them. I d- I think the first bad movie that I have lined up is uh, 300 in April. Are there any so bad it's good movies we have lined up? I mean, I don't really view that as being a thing. A lot of people would say that Evil Dead 2 is so bad it's good. I can see that, but I think it's also just legitimately good in a lot of places. I, yeah, I, I, I just, I, the thing is, like, I don't really, like, view, like, if I, if I enjoy a movie, that's just, like, a way of it being good as far as I'm concerned. Like, it, I, I don't, I don't really, like, have an idea of, like, this is, like, the standard by which things are measured to be good, but uh, it can, like, break uh, from it so hard that it... criticism, Nicole, is real, and trust me about that. Right, sure, yeah. But no, like, um, like, I'm trying to think of, like, an example. Okay, like, uh, fuck, what is an example? Okay, so I haven't seen The Room, but, like, oh, I love the if room. The room is actually, if The Room is actually as funny as everyone says it is, then I would just consider that to be a good comedy movie, even though it wasn't intended to be one. We should watch The Room at some point. It's not an action movie at all, but... I mean, it has, like, suicide and stuff, right? It does have a suicide. That's about it, though. Fuck it, that's violent enough. <laughs> That's all there yeah, is like to it, it, though. But yeah, like, it, it, basically, like, when, when a lot of people, like, refer to, like, so bad it's good type of stuff, like, like, my, my issue with that is that I can never, like, see why there's a meaningful difference between something just being good or being so bad it's good. Like, if, if, it, if it still, if it entertains you as much, then it's all the same as far as I'm concerned, at which people usually reply, like, oh, well, there's differences in, like, intent, where, like, uh, you know, you, you, you may find the room funny, but it's still not like a good comedy because it was not intended to be a comedy. But like the issue that I have with that is that you're basically, you basically have to either make an assumption about what the director was trying to do or rely on their word. And their word is not reliable. I'm a death of the author. I mean, hell yeah. Well, and well, and also just like, you cannot believe what they say about their movie. Like after the room became this big cult hit for being quote unquote, so bad, it's good. Tommy Wiseau started calling it a dark comedy. <laughs> yeah. Which it clearly, like, he he never said anything along those lines before everyone started saying how funny it was. It sure seems to me like he meant for it to be serious, but he claims that it's a dark comedy, and are we really going to, like, insist that he's lying? I mean, he probably is, but, like, I don't know, as, as far as I'm concerned, like, that that's a funny comedy movie. Assuming it is as funny as everyone says it is. It's like, pretty it funny, just mostly because Tommy's voice is hilarious, <laughs> and he says a lot right, of lines. Yeah, sure. Because he's the main character. Yeah, I, need, I need to watch it. I need to watch it one of these days. But yeah, yeah, maybe not for the podcast, but yeah. at least at some point we'll watch it, it together. It's a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Yeah. But yeah. So so yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't really. There. There's nothing on the list that I would call so bad. It's good because I just like that's not how I engage with things personally. I guess. Cringe though. But uh, but there are definitely there definitely is a couple bad movies on the list, including you know as mentioned before the Zack Snyder stuff. The first of which we will be watching is Three Hundred. <laughs> Oh, Zack Snyder made that one? I've never actually seen it. Uh, yeah, it's, a. Uh, I believe it was Zack Snyder's first, uh, comic book adaptation. Hmm. But yeah, and it's, uh, it's... Boy, is that movie, like, a... A something about masculinity. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of not great ideology in that film. You know what I'm I can't wait for Batman vs. Superman, that... to be perfectly honest. That movie, uh, I saw that in theaters. Man, that I almost died watching that movie. <laughs> that, that, uh... that movie is, whoo! That, like that that movie is like, uh, especially because like, 
Because I rented that movie from the library, and the version that they had was the Ultimate Edition, which is like half an hour longer. <laughs> How? Because it has all the scenes that Zack Snyder wanted to be in it, but were cut out of the theatrical version. Like, what? I don't know. I haven't seen the theatrical version. <laughs> we're gonna watch the theatrical version for this, because I am not sitting through the Ultimate... Like, let me, let me look up how long to. the I don't want to sit through the regular is. version. Like, uh, Batman versus Superman Ultimate Edition. Let's, let's see here. Uh, length. Let's, let's take a look. Okay, uh, here's how long that Batman v Superman extended cut will be from Cinema, Cinema Blend. Uh, let's see. Okay, so, so the original cut clocked in at 151 minutes, which is like two and a half hours. God. Yeah. Uh, the, the extended version Blu-ray clocks in at 181 minutes, three hours. Why? Yeah. I almost died watching that movie. There's it was a nightmare. What even happens in that movie? How do you fit 30 extra minutes? God, yeah, I, 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 I have no idea. I have no fucking clue. But I, that, that, that was the longest movie watching experience I have ever had in my life. Not because it's the longest movie I've ever seen. The longest movie I've ever seen was King Kong, the Peter Jackson version, which is also like fucking three hours long. Really? I think it's a little bit longer than this one. But that movie is actually good. Like, it shouldn't have been as long as it was. It is too long. It should have been trimmed down. But it's like, a, it, there are good scenes in it that I enjoyed watching and felt like I was alive. <laughs> when I was watching Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice for three fucking hours of my life, it was like I it was like I passed into the next realm. Remember was, when they had the awful. same mom or something? Boy, they sure fucking did, didn't they? Yeah. Boy, they sure fucking did. Why are they fighting God, again? Let's stop talking about Batman v Superman. <laughs> Should we? Are you gonna get the Snyder fans on our podcast comments this week? I don't care. Fuck those guys. If you like Zack Snyder, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Uh, Nicole had a tweet about Zack Snyder. It was not even that. It was like a response to someone else's tweet. Yeah, yeah. Fucking our friend Lardo uh, was posting about like the the DC Comics death metal run, which has some like cool aesthetics in it. And like, um, and I just replied like I I, I happened to be thinking about Zack Snyder that day because like he had come up on my TL before that. So like I was primed to be thinking about Zack Snyder. So I see like a cool looking but like also like grim dark edgy uh like DC comic thing. I'm like, oh, this is like the not stupid version of of what Zack Snyder's trying to do. Yeah. Uh, so so I post. I just reply to Lardo, uh, not in like a like not like a quote or anything, not anything public facing. Just a reply. I say Zack Snyder wishes his shit looked this cool. And like for the rest of the day, like I just had fucking ass mad fucking Snyder fans so in my mentions, like tweets. fucking. Oh, uh, yeah, it was so bad. And, and and the thing that they always said was that he lives rent-free in my head, which is very funny, considering that they had to have fucking name-searched him in order to find me talking shit about him. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. Uh, let's let's stop talking about Zack Snyder for now. We're, we're going to be watching 300 after a while, but that's not the next movie that we're watching. The next movie that we're watching is, uh, I think it's Mortal Kombat? I mean, is it? Look. I think it is. Let me check. Wow. But I'm pretty sure that it's Mortal Kombat. Uh, I get shit. shit open. Oh no, no the the before Mortal Kombat is Old Boy. Oh yeah, Old Boy. I'm excited for that one. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna watch Old Boy next week. Uh, I don't think any of us except Mike have seen it. Uh, I know Det saw it, but I don't know if they're actually on the podcast or not this that week. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't know if they're gonna be in for that one. But um, but like out of the, out of the bloody yeah, out of the bloody fists crew. Uh, I think only Mike has seen it. Yes. 
Yeah. Uh, but I hear that it's really good. I know that it's got this famous uh, action scene where it's like a guy fighting his way down a hallway uh, with a hammer that's like all one shot, mm. uh, which is cool sounds from cool what I hear. Yeah, it sounds pretty fucking sick. Speaking of movie of the year, now, uh, I guess that's fine. I'll just take it. Yeah. Uh, I hear I hear Old Boy's really good. I'm excited to see it. I've been meaning to see it for a long time. So yeah, tune in next time for Old Boy, and then after that for Mortal Kombat. Which is another movie that a lot of people would say is so bad it's good, but I would say is just good. Fair enough. Yeah. I've never seen anyway. it. I've also never played a Mortal Kombat game. Um, they're not very good, in my opinion. I know, they don't look very like the good, movie. in my opinion. <laughs> like, the early ones have some charm to them, because I like the digitized sprites and stuff, but, like, they don't feel very good, they don't control very well. Right. Um, and then as it went on, like, they got kind of overproduced, and, uh, lost what charm they had, in my opinion. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. They do control a little bit better, so there's that at least. Okay. Like, 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 Mortal Kombat 10 feels, like, competent. Like, you, you can play it decently without, like, being like, ooh, why is this control like this? But it's still not great. They've still got a fucking block button, so they're trash as far as I'm concerned. Ugh, I hate that. Yeah. But anyway, tune in next time for Old Boy, uh, and that's, that's, that's the end. Goodbye. Fuck you.